What up, Goblin Cox, and welcome to episode 21 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and old reruns of Two and a Half Men. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter, and this week for episode 21, I have returning guest and friend of the podcast. You love him. He's the coolest guy I've never hung out with, Zach Anderson. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, sir. Uh, yeah, back back for round two of the Nothing to Play podcast. Dude, funny enough, I was on. Uh, I was looking at Anchor before I got on, and mm-hmm. you're and the last episode you were on, episode fourteen, has the most listens. So, which hey. is I, it's only thirteen, right. but hey, that, I like it. That's a that's a big number for so let's, the podcast. Let's get so. it. Let's get it to fourteen. Let's do it. Exactly. Come on, we're gonna do it. Have you been? I've been okay. So it's, uh, it's been one of those weeks where you know nothing nothing goes right, but nothing really goes wrong. There's just no really high moments in the week. It's just, Coasting just uh, through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those like I kind of just want something to happen. I mean, it can be good or it can be bad at this point, but it's just like I think it's Thursday. I don't know. Shit. Like uh. I know so. what. The last couple of days, I actually got off work on time, and I was like, "Man, this feels mm. weird." After working so many eight to eight shifts and stuff, right. I'm like, getting off at five. I'm like, I can I actually eat dinner and like enjoy myself. <laughs> okay. I get to see my loved ones. Like, what is this? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm like it's not just working to eight and then throwing the dogs out and going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that seems to be life. But you know, it's uh, we're. We're we're all we're all making do. It's been a fun uh, what seven weeks now of no school, no preschool, uh, everyone working from home. I don't have a big house, so it's not like there's like an office I go to. You can probably see now I'm in my palatial child's extra bedroom slash playroom. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been it's been Dude, a learning experience. When you said seven weeks. I like stomach sunk. I can't believe it feels like it's been 14 weeks. And I know. It's only been I know. Like it's two been, months. It, it hasn't. It hasn't even been two months. And and it's hilarious because I think for most people, they hit the point sometime this week. Like everyone I've talked to, it's a line mentally existed this week for some reason for most people, and everyone now is like. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. If I die, I die. Who cares? Open up Starbucks. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what are you, like, nothing's better. Like, what are you guys talking about? And everyone's like, yeah, but fuck it. Like, this sucks. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, It was, but it was, like, definitely a line happened this week that, like, broke people for some reason. And it's like, yeah, I can die. Who cares? Like, and it's just like, uh, uh, no, I'm not okay with that. But sure, whatever. Like as long as I can get that vente ice chai latte, not that milk light ice, I don't care. And my highlights, cause my hair, guys, damn. Like you know, it's yeah, I don't understand. But eh, to each their own, and you know, hope there's a ventilator for you when you die. But, yeah. yeah. I was like, the novelty of working from home has like officially worn off on me about mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and I'm at the point now where I'm just like. Man, the one nice thing about actually going into the office is it's like I couldn't work until eight because I'm like I need to get home and yeah, dogs yeah. and whatever. So it's like 
that overtime wasn't as easily accessible to do and enforce upon. <laughs> well, well, see, now I'm wondering if employers are going to be like, why don't you work from home? Because so many people have been actually way more productive from working from home. And it's like, I don't need this big old office that I'm paying rent on. If I can just have all you guys working from your houses. So. Yeah. Well, that's what's crazy is because like people on our like uh, work meetings and stuff, they're like, hey, ha- is there any word on when we're coming back to the office? And my manager was straight up like, so she's like, there's no like official word when she's mm-hmm. like, but, you know, they're going to man the like people who own the building want to do a deep clean on the entire building before anybody even comes back and that's mm-hmm. going to be since it's like two floors and it's like a suite shared with other like oh, banks geez, and yeah. businesses up, they're like yeah it's going to be like a multi-month process and they're like so we're thinking maybe july but that's not a set date yet <laughs> so we're like cool like they're like yeah we're just kind of playing it by ear at this point so i'm like yeah i'd be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if we didn't even come back until next year <laughs> like at that yeah. right yeah totally because nothing ever goes as scheduled anyway. You know, there's always delays. There's always something. So, right. Uh, good times. Good times. Ooh, but what? since mm-hmm. this is episode 21, as yes. a special thing, I wanted to know what did you do for your 21st birthday? Oh, my 21st birthday. Um. Well, let's see. That was that was two decades ago. Justin, that was that was a long time ago. Um, my twenty first birthday uh, consisted of me. So, where I grew up was a town in California called Sunnyvale, and in this town, uh, I call it a town. It's where Atari was born. Um, Capcom was headquartered there. Now it is, you know, it's it's a lot bigger. But when I was a child, there were still orchards there and stuff. It was very different. Um, but, uh, there was a, a, in the little downtown strip there called Murphy street, there is a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant called Tao Tao. And I had been going there literally since before I was born, like in utero, I was going to Tao Tao and, um, the staff there never changed. The bartender was a man named Kingman, uh, and was Kingman and Singh. Those were the two bartenders. And, uh, so my dad took me down there for my 21st birthday to have dinner at the bar and we have a seat. And like I said, I've literally known these people my entire life. Uh, and say hi to Kingman, say hi to Sing. And Kingman's like, Oh, you're sitting at the bar. And, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, it's my 21st birthday. And my dad, <laughs> and my dad says like, yeah, it is. We're here to grab some beers and some food. And Kingman turns around and he's like, so what do you like? You know? your whiskey, vodka, blah, blah. And like, I'd been drinking a little at that point. Not, yeah, I'd gone to college and done some things. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I like Jack Daniels. Uh, cause I had horrible taste then. And, um, <laughs> and Kingman's like, yeah, okay, cool. And he turns around and grabs like a highball glass and proceeds to fill like 70% of that glass with Jack Daniels and sets it down in front of me. And goes, you have to drink it in one shot or you have to pay for it. He's oh, like, I'll, no. he's like, I'm buying, <laughs> I'm buying it for you. 
only if you finish it in one go. And I was like, well, all right, we're doing this. And uh, I proceeded to slam it down at the bar. And then we moved on to Mai Tais at that point. And, and the thing with Tao Tao and their Mai Tais, it's a, the, the rule goes one to start your night and two to finish it. They are extremely strong. Like it is like you, I've known people that have had more than two and they had very rough nights. It, Can you it, taste the alcohol in them though? Uh, in the first couple sips. Oh yeah. You take that first two sips and you were like, whoo, Jesus. You know, like, I feel like I could blow fire right now if someone put a lighter in front of my mouth. But they're really smooth, actually. And by the time you are like a quarter of the way into the glass, you you can just drink them. Like, they just go down. Um, and they're extremely dangerous. Like, incredibly dangerous. So we have dinner. And uh, I'm, I'm good and liquored up by this point. And uh, we proceeded to go to the dive bar, which was called Paul and Harvey's across across the way. And this place had been there since like you know, the 50s. And I proceeded to get drink Wild Turkey 101 and, <laughs> and, and, and Yellow Can Coors, because why not? Um, so then, then we go home. Now, my mom had planned an entire like dinner and a uh, birthday cake and all this stuff for my, for my birthday. Uh, I, my dad either didn't care or forgot that that was happening. <laughs> uh, so we walk home and there's like food everywhere. And my mom is pissed to the core because I am shithouse drunk. Like I am just like, <laughs> sloppy drunk. And so she's all pissed off. Her and my dad are arguing I'm just trying, I'm like, fuck, hey, there's food, sweet. I'm just sitting there on the side, like, eating the dinner she made. Like, just like, hey, more food, guys. The food's really good. Why is no one eating the food? It's great, you know? Um, and then, uh, and then while they're arguing, I pick up the phone, and this is like, you know, there, no cell phones. There's no cell phones. I pick up the house phone. <laughs> the and, uh, Yeah. And call my friend Carlos to come pick me up and uh, take me to this beer garden called the Oasis so we could go keep drinking. Um, at which, so he's like, yeah, cool, I'll be over in a little bit. And apparently I sounded pretty, pretty much sober at this point. Like, Carlos didn't tell, couldn't tell I was, like, way gone. He's like, you sounded like you had a few, but I knew you went to Tao Tao, so, you know. Um now, in the middle of all this, in the middle of all this, my grandmother calls me to say happy birthday. And apparently, I don't, I don't really remember this, but this story is backed up by my mom, my dad, and Carlos, who had shown up in the middle of all this chaos, uh, that I ans- took the phone to talk to my grandmother and was like a thousand percent put together sober. Like, I picked up the phone and was like, hey, Grandma, how you doing? Yeah, thanks. Happy birthday. Like, yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, good good that you called, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, I love you too. Hung up the phone and was just like, boom, motherfuckers, let's go. Like, <laughs> just the second <laughs> I hung up the phone, it just, like, came pouring out of me. Just, like, the, just, like, super loud noises and chaos. And, um... Uh, long story short, though, my mom was staunchly against Carlos taking me out 
and they were able to kind of distract me enough that I sat on a couch until I fell asleep and they left me there. And that was the end of my 21st birthday. But it was a fun night. I was like, you didn't puke? No, no, man. I, I had to put together by that point. The uh, the wild turkey didn't help, though. Yeah, the, I thought it was funny when you said Jack Daniels, and then you said poor choices, and then you listed yeah. wild turkey, and I was like, uh, that even made me shiver. I'm like, Ugh. I, oh, I didn't go on to make better choices that evening. <laughs> that was just the level of the choices I was making right then. Like, that's at that point in my life, those were my choices. So I'm not proud of them when I look back now. But <laughs> what about you? What was your 21st? Oh, man. All right. So <laughs> so I have two different 21st stories. I uh-huh. have the one that I actually had with my friends and then the one with my family. Mm-hmm. So uh, for my actual 21st, like on the day I turned 21, uh, in Arizona, there's Tempe, and that's kind of like the near ASU and stuff. So it's kind of uh-huh. like the college town like the college party town yeah lined with bars like down the streets Mm -hmm. mill avenue is what it's called and um we went with my like roommates and some friends from school and stuff like that we went and like since it was my actual like birthday i I, we like went like down mill avenue and stuff and went bar hopping and it was such a pain in the ass though because i still had I don't know about California driver's licenses, but for Arizona, mm-hmm. if you're under 21, you have the vertical driver's license. That's how it is now in California. It wasn't okay. when I was a kid, but yeah, that is how yeah. it is now. Yeah, it has vertical, and then when you're 21, and it says like under 21 until, and then has the date, mm-hmm. and then when you're 21, you have the horizontal one. Well, because, you know, obviously I just turned 21, I still had my vertical one. So it's like every bar, they're like studying this thing like it's like a fucking almanac. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, they're like looking at the date and stuff and like looking at me and they're like, I'm like, today is my birthday. I'm like, I just turned 21. Like, yeah. Look at the date. Look at the date of birth. Think this about is why today. I'm here. Yeah. Yes, I'm, like, I'm 21. And I like this one dude outside a door had the fucking audacity. He's like sitting there with my lights. And he has one of the blue yeah. fucking flashlights. So yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. can tell it's a legit license. And he's looking at it. And in my, to be fair, my license picture is me was from my permit. So I'm 15 in that picture. <laughs> yeah. And I have long like Columbine fucking hair. <laughs> and it's like he's like looking at it and like looking at me and looking at it, looking at me, and then ask me if I have like another form of identity. And I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, you want my fucking library card, dude? I'm like, I'm 21. Like, are you going to yeah, let me yeah. in, or, or am I going to go down the street to another bar? And he's like, all right, all right, man, whatever. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, it's legit. Like, I don't know why you think I'm trying to fucking hose you here. Like, Well, because, uh, like, everyone tries to hose him, like, all day, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, I get it. But still, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, but I'm like, when I'm with, like, 10 other people who are also 21, and it's a legit license. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to pull a fast one on you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, we went bar hopping and I ran into my cousin at one of the first bars we went to because he was going to ASU at the time. And he bought me a shot. And I guess he knew the bartender. He's like, hey, he's like, get my cousin. Uh, this, what, this like whatever. And I was like, all right. And he gives me a shot and I take it. That motherfucker got me 
habanero Smirnoff vodka. Ooh. And it burned, and it was yeah. disgusting. That, that and, sounds just so gross. Why? Yeah, and, Why? And gave me water as a chaser, <sighs> which chases nothing. No, spreads it like, around is all it does. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, that sucked. And so, and then we, they like, we did some other shots and stuff. And then we went to the next bar, which was called Fat Tuesday. And their big thing that they're known for is they have alcoholic slushies. Oh, okay. So I got an alcoholic slushie and they also have atomic cherries, which are like Maraschino cherries that are soaked in Everclear. <laughs> and so I got an alcoholic slushie and then I ate like two or three cherries <laughs> good night good night yeah and this is the only the second bar and then what happened and then like i ended up like dance battling like some dude at the bar and so so sounds about right yeah i was already at that point and then uh my group started to like branch off like some people went to this other bar and then Mm. we ended up going to this one so some dude like lured us into this one bar and he's like yeah dude like come on in like whatever oh you're 21 bro yeah come on in like the so we go in there and we're hanging out and i'm like dude i really need to use the bathroom and so the bathroom was upstairs so me and my friend brent go upstairs and while we're in the bathroom that dude who was outside that lured us in was in there and he's like whoa dude like what's up and he's like here man and hands me like 12 dollars in ones and (laughs) Hands my friend like five or six dollars in once, and he's like, they had like go-go dancers or something like downstairs going on. He's like, yeah, man, dude. He's like, here, take some money, go downstairs and tip the go-go dancers or whatever. And I'm plastered at the like, I'm yeah, like yeah. wobbling, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? And he like left, and I'm like standing there with all these ones, and like we come back downstairs, and they're like, what are you doing with all this money? I'm like, dude, uh, some dude gave me this money and said to like give it to the go-go dancers or something. I'm like, I don't know, I just want to leave, like. And so the go-go dancer was like dancing and then there was a couch behind her with like three or four, like this guy and like a couple of girls like sitting back Mm -hmm. there hanging out. And I'm like waiting for her to stop to give her the money. And I'm like standing there and she's just dancing. I was like, dude, fuck this. So I just threw all the money at her and everyone behind the couch like, oh shit, dude, he made it rain. Like whatever. And I was like, dude, I don't fucking care. I'm like, can we just leave? And so we left. And then I, I love that like twenty one year old Justin has no idea about like strip club protocol at all. Yeah, like I I only ever went to I was like that's another story because I've only ever been to I think a strip club like well three times. <laughs> I was like, but and I was like, this is like new to me. I was like, I don't know like what to do. Yeah. But we'll we'll get into that after this. I'm like, <laughs> but so yeah, so we went to go meet my friends at the other. Um, club that they went to which is school of rock and you had to pay like a cover to get in or whatever i'm like god damn it like i really didn't want to pay a cover to go in just to get them but yeah. it was like trying to call them and it's like they're black they have like a live dj and shit oh, and it's sure, like, sure. like and i'm like dude i can't fucking hear you yeah. so we go into school of rock and um they have like on the dance floor and stuff they have like stripper poles and like cages and stuff that you can dance in like all this shit going on and everyone's dancing do whatever so then we meet up with my friends and we're like dancing and i end up uh getting up on the stripper pole and nice. i was like spinning around like dancing around it and i got up in like the cage area and stuff and then like a security <laughs> guard like pulled me down because I was, 
I was swinging in the cage area, and I guess my feet were flailing out and stuff, and uh. he was afraid to kick someone, so he, like, yanked me down. And then, so then we ended up leaving there, and then the last place we went to was a, it was a bar, but it was also a hookah bar. And okay. that's, like, usually, like, when we've done this, because we've done this routine place kind of before for, like, my other roommates when they turned 21. That's kind mm-hmm. of what we did. So we always ended at the hookah bar. So we ordered the hookah, and by this point, I'm like, Doug, what do you want to drink? I'm like, dude, I need water. I'm yeah. like, I'm so thirsty. I'm done drinking. I don't feel good. And so we're sitting there, and, like, the hookah comes out, and we're hanging out. And then this fucking dude from, like, across the way, like, comes over to our table, and he's, like, wearing a fucking, some black dude with a fedora, mm-hmm. and he's all dressed, like, in his, like, slick fucking shirt and shit. And he starts breaking it down in front of our table, like, dancing. And then he's, like, done and, like, shuffles away. And they were all like, dude, you gonna let him serve you like that? And I was like, dude, I was like, I am so fucked up right now. And I was like, I do not want to move. I cannot. I'm like, no. I I appreciate them all instigating, though. Like, yeah. bro, bro, you can't just take that, can you? Like, oh, yeah. Well, hold on, because I did end up dance battling. <laughs> oh, okay. It did happen. I did the worm. I was shuffling. I was doing all sorts of shit. And then it's like, after that, then him and his buddy came over, and they were, like, giving me mad props. And then everyone, like, around <laughs> us started, like, talking to us and stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. After, like, dancing, I was like, dude, I don't fucking feel good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so good. I started puking in the booth, but I had a bunch of empty glasses of water, so I was filling up the empty oh glasses. Oh, my God. And my friend Matt and Alex saw me puking, and they're handing me cups of water to fill up, and I'm just like, no one around us notices, though, that I'm vomiting into oh, cups geez. besides them. And they ran out of water cups, so then I started, like, just puking under the table. <laughs> and, then, and then Matt took me outside to the... Uh, side of the bar where i was puking my guts up on the side of the building and then we went back in and they're like dude we gotta go like right now like justin puked all through the and there's this like taxi hanging out in front of the thing and there's like maybe like seven of us or something and it was just like a normal tank he's like dude you can't all fit in here and i were like dude come on man just like cram us in whatever and then like the dude from the hookah worker is like, he's like, dude, who the fuck puked in this booth? Whatever. I'm like, drive, 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 drive. And I like, jumped <laughs> the car. And like, he drove off with us. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So that was, that was my actual 21st birthday. And then the week after that, I went with my family to Vegas okay. and celebrated the Vegas 21st birthday of like, I was smoking cigars and they're serving me margaritas at the slots. And then, uh, like, my cousins from Oklahoma came and stuff. And it was funny because my one cousin, Tony, was like, oh, dude, like, uh, Daniel Tosh is in town and stuff while we're here. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know. And then, like, the one night, my uh, cousin Jesse was like, yeah, dude. He's like, uh, she's like, uh, we're going to go, like, me and Tony, we're going to go see Daniel Tosh. I was like, oh, that's dope, you know, have fun. And then he's like, dude, we're all going. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, I bought you, me, Jesse, and your friend Brent tickets to go see Daniel Tosh. And I was like, dude, that shit's like $160, like a person to go see. He's like, I know. He's like, I bought him for your birthday. And I was like, dude, so we got high as fuck and went and saw Daniel (laughs) Tosh. 
and then and then after Daniel Tosh, he's like, dude, what do you want to do right now? And as we were driving, I saw a sign for Panda Express, and it said it opened 24 hours. And I was like, bro, I'm like, can we get Panda Express and go to GameWorks? And he's like, yeah. So after Daniel Tosh, we got Panda Express and then went to GameWorks. The wildest 21st birthday. Yeah. We also we also went to Fremont Street, and we did go to a okay. strip club on Fremont Street, which was Glitter Gulch, which oh, yeah. was... Classic. Yeah, which was, uh, like, I think that was maybe, yeah, that was the third, I think the third and final time I think I'd ever been to a strip club. Mm-hmm. And, dude, like, I was so fucking faded. And it's like, I had Fremont Street drinks and shit. And, oh, yeah. I, of course, my fucking friend Brent, anyone who would listen, he's like, oh, it's his 21st birthday. And I'm like, will you quit fucking telling yeah, people that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you need to come in. I'm like, no. And he's like telling that to like all the strippers and stuff. They're like, oh, come get dance. I'm like, no. I'm like, because some yeah. of these strippers were fucking scary. And I was oh, like, yeah. nah. I was like, I'm good. Like, thanks. So and I, then my friend. I am also not a strip club fan at all, really. Like, I, I mean, I've gone to them for like bachelor parties and stuff like that. But like, I would never choose to go to one on my own accord like ever you know like i just the whole thing just seems kind of sad to me but ah. well it's just like they're usually like really fucking dirty and it's like i don't know like like i don't know how much fucking dances are like what the pro i don't want to get like suckered into like getting something and it's like oh you owe me like 80 dollars yeah 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 exactly um so yeah we went to glitter gulch and my friend brent bought me a fucking lap dance from this hideous fucking stripper that i did not want to lap dance from and i was just like sitting there like uh, Is it and, over yet? <laughs> yeah, and then what was over? She was like saying that I owed her money, but Brent said that he had like already paid. But I was just like, yeah. I was so gone though at this point. I was like, she was like, it was like forty bucks or something, and I was like, what? Or no, she wanted like sixty dollars or something for a dance, and I was like, dude, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I was like, I have like forty bucks. I'm like, whatever. And then she's like, well, we can go back here too, and like we take card or whatever and i was like huh. i'm like nah that's cool man like, like okay. i'm out yeah yeah so i um, went and sat at the table and then brent fucking uh anytime like he was like someone was like uh oh you want to dance and he's like well he's like i have no money so unless you're gonna give me one out of pity and then after he said that dude we were treated like the fucking plague because they oh, yeah. was like you tell them you don't have money you're like not worth their time like <laughs> nope nope you're just taking up space at that point but, uh, yeah, no, uh, so Fremont Street, we were down there, it was like for the NFL draft one of these years, like, it was probably, shit, 10 years ago now or something, but my buddy, uh, Carlos, again, um, he, one of those, you know, you said the Fremont Street drinks and it, it sparked a memory of him getting a, uh, they had the, like, one of the slushy guys, right? The, the, like, the alcoholic slushy things, but it was a, 64 ounce football. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> they had like the guitars huge... and shit too. Yeah, like yeah. Cool. So his was a football with a straw coming out of it. Now, the thing about this, the thing about this, if it had just been the slushy, it would have been fine. Carlos, being Carlos and always having to be a little extra about himself, convinced them to fill it with Red Bull and vodka. So, so they filled 
they filled the football with ice and then proceeded to pour four cans of Red Bull in it, which only filled it about halfway, and then just dumped vodka in there until it was full, put the sealer on, shook it, opened it, put a straw in it, and handed it to him. And he drank that goddamn thing. The whole thing. Like, it was gone in 40 minutes. And it was just one of those, like, (laughs) A, it's up there with the drunkest I've ever seen him, and I have seen this man drunk many times. But it was it was impressive on so many levels. The fact that he convinced these people to do it, which I guarantee <laughs> is legal. You know, like... Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, four no, cans of Red Bull no. alone is going to put you in the hospital without the vodka. And, and then, like, half a fifth of vodka on top of that. And, you know, they're not pouring fucking Grey Goose. This was some, like, plastic jug Gilby shit they're pouring in there. So then it was like, oh, haha, you got him to do it. This is great. Like, this is funny. And he's like, yeah, and it's awesome. And just proceeds to like slam the table. <laughs> it was just like, bro, 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 no, I know we're in Vegas, but no, man, you just can't do that. Like, that's awful. So then we go to do a really nice dinner after that. The, the girls are with us. We meet it back up. We go to some like high end steakhouse for dinner. And he's just sitting there like this, just, uh. <laughs> Just grabbing the table for stability, that type of drunk, you know? Um, uh, but, but you know, we got a steak down him. He felt a lot better once he got a steak in him. He, was, he made it the rest of the night. He, he rallied like a champ, but that was a rough couple hours. So it was, he was hurting there for a little bit. Impressive, though. Impressive. So just since we're spiraling off here, his bachelor party, we're in Mexico. <laughs> And uh, we go fishing in this little, like, fishing community down there. It's called Los Barriles. And uh, it's it's a group of, like, ten of us. Uh, he, again, Carlos being Carlos, brings a collection of, like, build-your-own-crazy-straw set. Okay. I, it's just, if you knew him, it wouldn't shock you at all that he had this. It's just like, yeah, of course you're bringing a build-your-own-crazy-straw set, right? He then has a liter mug. He brought this all with him to Mexico. Keep in mind, this is not stuff he purchased in Mexico. (laughs) This is stuff that came in the luggage. A liter mug, the crazy straws, and then uh, it was a handle, so a 175 of uh, Kraken black rum Mm -hmm. and uh, Coke. And he proceeded to drink, by my count, was three liters of rum and cokes that night through crazy straws. And but, so Carlos is one of those guys where all he does, he's a talker. He's talking all the time, talking, talking, talking. And now we get up the next morning to go fishing. This is early. This is like six 45 ish. We're all sit down for breakfast and I'm eating. And I realize it's been about 15 minutes and I haven't heard Carlos say a word. Not one word in like 15 minutes. And I and I just kind of slowly look down at the end of the table where he's sitting. And there's a huge plate of food in front of him. And he is just staring at it. Not eating. Just staring at it. His skin looks a little green. And I'm like, hey man, what? why don't you miss fishing today? Why don't you just hang out? Like, I don't think, I don't think being out on the water is going to be good for you. Like, just, just hang out today. He's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. We get up to the room. We're getting all the fishing gear. 
all of a sudden he just takes a hard right into the bathroom, <laughs> the door slams, and I hear, you guys go ahead and go fishing, I ain't going. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, alright, no problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, little, went a little too big with the rum and coke. That's a lot of rum and coke. <laughs> all I know is he had a 175 to crack it, and there was maybe a third of that bottle left the next day, and no one else was drinking rum. So that was Jesus. Yeah, it was it was impressive to say the least. Impressive. <sighs> yeah, I was like circling back to uh, Fremont Street. The first time I did the Fremont Street experience, I was nineteen, I think, and we went with I went with a group of friends for a wedding, okay. and my friend Troy was the only one of us who was actually twenty one, <laughs> and so he was going to like the different stalls serving the slushies and was eat like buying us each one. Nice. And I got the first one and like mine was like some strawberry, like daiquiri, like giant slushy thing. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But then for everyone else's, he got like that too, but he did the extra shot of Everclear. Oh. And like everyone was using mine as like a chaser because everyone else's <laughs> tasted like pure alcohol where mine tasted good. That's and I'm like, great. dude, fuck off. I'm like, like, quit drinking all mine. Yeah. And so we're all fucking bunch of, like, 19-year-old kids fucking wandering around Fremont Street mm. fucking plastered. And, like, we were staying at the Circus Circus, and we had taken a taxi from Circus Circus to Fremont. And we were like, all right, let's uh go back to Circus Circus and go fuck around in the arcade until it closes. And we were like, do you think we could walk back? And we we're like, oh, I don't really want to. We we're like, I don't really want to pay for a fucking like forty dollars yeah. for a taxi again to get back. And we're like, you know, I think we can walk back to Circus Circus. So nope. we walked from Fremont Street through the ghetto to back to Circus yeah. Circus, and like some dude on like a bike like pulled up to us while we we're like walking back and stuff, and was like asking if we wanted to buy hash. <laughs> and like my friend Troy's like reaching for his wallet, and I'm like Troy, and he's like, what? and I'm like, no, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, we're not buying anything from some fucking stranger at like 10:30 at night, like in fucking like Las Vegas. Like, I don't think so. And oh, we ended up walking, and then we uh ran into the uh the pawn shop from Pawn Stars. Uh, okay. And I was so excited, and I was like, "Dude, let's go in, let's go in!" And I ran and realized it was closed, and I was so upset. <laughs> and then they're like, "Dude, it's okay. We can just come back tomorrow when it's open." And I was like, "All right." And it, we <laughs> we did, but I wasn't nearly as impressed, I think, as I would have been when I was like really intoxicated to go in yeah. there. Yeah, that's. That, if if anyone's listening that doesn't know, Vegas blocks aren't like regular blocks. And structures in Vegas are really big. You can see them from a long ways away. And you're like, oh, I should just walk there. I I know it's 100 degrees out, but like, look, like if you're, say you're at the Mirage, right? And you're going like, oh, this restaurant I want to go to is in New York, New York. Well, I'm standing here on the strip. I can see New York, New York. Like, it's right there. Like, I let's just walk there. Let's just go. And I don't want to pay $20 for a cab. Like I can walk it in 10 minutes. Why would I do that? No, that's, that's like a 45 minute walk. That is, that is a long ways away. And you're right. It's only like eight properties away. Those properties are every single one's like fucking Disneyland. 
You know, like it's it's like they, they are huge, and it's one of those things where you until you've done it a few times, you just have no grasp of like distance in Vegas and what that means. Yeah, and we got lost like on the way back to Circus Circus. So then we were like walking through like some like palm tree front area, some other like casino trying to find Circus Circus. <laughs> and by the time we got to Circus Circus, there was like 40 minutes left that the arcade was open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, jeez. But you're probably all pretty sober by that point. That's a long walk. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, sober enough to, of course, get more alcohol by the well. time, you know, we got there. But then, funny, because so then we got there and stuff, and then, you know, we went to bed. Dude, I woke up the next morning, and I was, like, so fucking hungover, and I felt like shit. And I was like, dude, I need fucking water. And, like, we didn't have any bottles of water or anything <laughs> in the uh, hotel, and I couldn't find my shoes. And I was oh, just no. like, oh, whatever. And I was like, Troy. And I woke up, I'm like, Troy, I'm like, I'm going to go get water. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, can you get me water? And I'm like, sure. And he like throws, he's like laying face first in the bed and just reaches in his back pocket, pulls his wallet out, throws it at me and it hits me in the chest. And he's like, take what you need. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I took like a 20 and I couldn't find my shoes. And so me and my friend Caleb walk through the casino and I'm barefoot. Oh, and like, I went into the gift shop and bought like three or four like huge bottles of water and walked like back and in this time troy woke up had to puke made it like halfway to the bathroom but tanner was in the bathroom so he puked like in like front of the bathroom door (laughs) and like all over the floor and it like trailed everywhere to because they had to find the garbage can so i like opened the door and it like reeked of vomit and i'm like god damn it and so then i finally found my shoes and then uh, I like me and Troy walked to McDonald's and I got like a chicken biscuit and it was like the best chicken biscuit I've ever had oh, in my yeah. life. And I wanted to like hang out in the hot tub, but it didn't open until like 10 or something stupid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and Troy's like, man, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, it does. And I'm like, lift me over the gate. And he's like, <laughs> all right. So he like threw me over the gate and I opened the gate from the other side so then we were hanging out in the hot tub and then like some like maintenance people came by and they're like, they're like, how'd you get in here? And I was like, gate was open. And they're like, okay, well, <laughs> you're not supposed to be in here. So you're going to have to leave. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but we had already been hanging out there for like 30, 40 minutes or whatever. So I'm like, whatever, nice. I'm done anyway. You're like, you're like, I got my time in. I'm good. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's the that's that's the thing with those slushy drinks. There's so much sugar in them that you are just all it is is hangover. Like you can have one and pound water the rest of the day, and you're still gonna be hungover. Like there's just so much sugar in them with the alcohol. It's all bad, just all bad. Um, yeah, Vegas is a trip. I I I really enjoy it though. Um, I like I don't drink anymore, so that that those shenanigans aren't, aren't part of, part of my equation, but the, uh, I, I'm a gambler. I like the tables. I like, I like betting on sports. I like all the food. There's some amazing food in Vegas. Dude, so. like, that's the thing is like, we don't really like, 
me and Megan and stuff, like, we don't really gamble mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's, like, you know, I'll, like, occasionally, like, you know, like, if we're, like, out or, like, where I get, like, a margarita or, like, if we go to a bar, I'll get, like, a couple ciders yeah. or, like, something. But, um, dude, yeah, the last time when we went to Vegas, though, we went, we ate it. Like, there's, like, one, there's, like, one, like, really good Korean barbecue place that's, like, all you mm. can eat. That's, like, some of the nice. best Korean barbecue I've ever had. But then there was, like, this other place that was, like, a... I want to say, what was it, like, dim sum? Or, like... Okay. They, they had the best... Like, it was homemade soy sauce. And oh, I didn't nice. realize the container on the table was soy sauce because it was in, mm-hmm. like, a fancy little, like, tea kettle thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And towards the end of the meal, I was like, you know, I'm like, what is this? And then I realized it was soy sauce. And I was like, oh, I was like, I wish I would have known that earlier. And then I tasted it. And it was the best fucking sweat. And I was like <laughs> filled with so much regret that I didn't have that throughout the entire meal. I was so upset. You know, like I said, they just hit the kettle, just pouring it in your mouth. Just yeah, ah. yeah. I was like, uh, what little scraps were left on the table? I'm like dunking it in the soy sauce. I'm like crying. I'm like, dude, this is so good. You're like, I, I need more pork buns. Can you just bring me more pork buns? Just, Please? I know they're, I know they're $40. Just give me another order of pork buns. Waiter. <laughs> Garcon, pork buns. Um, yeah, totally. The, uh, yeah, no, it's, I, uh, I'm trying to think. There's some, like, I, I like all the old, the OG Vegas places, like, like Golden Steer and Hugo Cellar and stuff like that, where, like, the old Sinatra style steakhouses. I like all that shit. And then there's, uh, what is it? In Bellagio, there's, a an Asian place called Noodles. And it's, like, everything's hand pulled, uh, fresh made noodles every day. And it's some of the best just Chinese food you've ever had in your life. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's like this hole in the wall next to the freaking pie gao tables. You never would know that it's like insanely, insanely good food. It looks like just one of those restaurants that's on the side of a casino, you know, like, oh, there's just some Chinese food over by where the Chinese people play at the pie gao. And it's like, no, it's actually insane. It's really good. <laughs> like, go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny how Vegas has changed for me. Cause you know, I'm fucking old now, but the, uh, when I, I was in my twenties, it was always like, Oh, we're going to go get bottle service at the clubs. And then we're going to like do the pool all day and then do the club all night and like just fucking rage it for like 48 hours. It's going to be great. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do a club. I'm going to do like an insanely good restaurant and I'm not going to do the club pool. I'm going to do like the mellow pool where like, you know, I get some, get some coffee brought to me and I can read a paper. You know, like it's just, it's like one of those like, damn, I'm old, but you know, I still enjoy it. But that's the good thing about Vegas. It has both. You can do both there. So. Well, and that's like one of the big things, like when I was like younger and stuff, uh, that when I'd go with my mom and stuff to Vegas to do was at the, uh, I think it was the Hilton. And stuff, they had the Star Trek experience. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, my mom's entire side of her family, all huge Trekkies. So it was okay. like, and we would specifically like stay at the Hilton because of the Star Trek experience. Nice. And nice. we would do it like multiple times. And then eventually they added on uh, uh, for the, God, what the fuck's his name? I don't remember, the Frangie or whatever from Deep yeah. Space Nine, that his bar. So it's like when you get off of the ride and stuff, it's like a Star Trek themed bar and the gift shop and like whatever. So then we'd get like fishbowl, they'd get like fishbowl drinks and Uh then we'd get like 
food and stuff at the bar and hang out. That's cool. Uh, so the Flamingo Hilton, though, um, when the first time I ever went to Vegas, I want to say I was like 16, we went with my family, and it blew my mind because uh, so my parents had a room, my sister and I had a room, and my sister is four years older than me, so I got up at like three in the morning and she wasn't there. And I was like, cause of course she's not, she's 20 years old. She's out on the town in Vegas, you know? And, but I was like, well, I, I want to see what this is all about. Like, so I got dressed and like hit the floor at three in the morning. And it like melted my brain that there were more people out on the casino floor and like around at three in the morning than there were at three in the afternoon. Right. Like, I I couldn't believe it. Like, it was just one of those, like, I can't, this is melting my brain that this exists this way, you know? Like, it was so nuts. Um, But I also, the other thing about that trip is, for whatever reason, and I'm pretty sure the game had gone, come and gone by that point, but the arcade had, like, an original Mortal Kombat 3 machine. And I want to say it was, like, way beat. I think Mortal Kombat 3 came out when I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. Like it had been a few years and, but like I muscle memory all came back and it just like, I played that machine for, I can't tell you how long while, while I was on that trip. And it was like the funny, funnest thing I've done in forever. Cause it was just one of those, like I knew all the moves and I knew all the fatalities and I could just play it. And it was great. And it was old enough that like no one else was ever playing it. So yeah, I didn't, like, it's, not like, it's not like I had to wait for it or fight for the machine at all. It was just like, I can just walk up and play this. And I just played hours of fucking Mortal Kombat 3 on that trip for some reason. But it was a blast. So I dug it. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what was... I was going to say I had something else with Vegas. I can't... Oh, that's right. I remember. I was like, when I was a kid, like one of my other like memories of vegas was like when i was younger because like my uh uncle always do like a uh bowling tournament and stuff in vegas every year and stuff so like Mm. we would go and see them because they're from oklahoma so it was closer to just go to vegas and see them all they're there than go to oklahoma and do whatever and uh what's what's vegas from phoenix like four or five hours something like that um yeah i think about like four okay yeah um and uh it was funny because my mom was down gambling in the casino and stuff, and uh, my uncle Larry and my dad were up at the room watching me, and they both like passed out cold, like <laughs> fell asleep. And I was like, "Well, I want to watch something on TV," and I ended up uh, I ended up pay per viewing uh, Scream Three. Oh, nice! And I was like, maybe I don't know, eight nine and like <laughs> way too young for that movie yeah. way too young. and my mom came back up to the room and i'm like sitting there like terrified on the bed and she's like what's wrong and i was like i really need to use the bathroom but it's dark like in that corner <laughs> of the room over there and i was like i i watched scream three and she like ripped my dad like a new one he's like, oh, he's like what the fuck like i was asleep like i don't know what you're <laughs> Oh, you just threw your dad under the bus, man. Just, just back that truck on over him. Brutal. Dude, um, I was like, speaking of throwing my dad under the bus, 
uh, for my, there was a restaurant here like a long time ago called Bobby McGee's. Mm -hmm. And it was like, everyone was dressed up kind of like someone was dressed up as like Captain Hook and like, okay. like knockoff or like, it was like fairy tale, like not specifically like Disney's version of it, but just sure. like Captain Hook and Peter Pan and just like different children's storybook, like characters and stuff. And we went there for my birthday and uh, my mom's friend, Stephanie was with us and stuff. And the entire time my dad was like calling her like my girlfriend and stuff to like the waiter yeah. and stuff. And she was laughing and he was just embarrassing the shit out of me. And uh -huh. I had to go to the bathroom and my mom's like, all right, like, you know, like, dear, can you take him, you know, to the bathroom and stuff? And he's like, yeah. So he takes me to the bathroom and we're standing there washing our hands. And I fill my hands up with water and throw it on his crotch and then immediately, <laughs> immediately run out of the bathroom. And I run back to the table and she's like, my mom's like, where's your dad? And I was like, he's still in the bathroom. And he was wearing blue jeans. So oh, he comes man. walking back to the table and it looks like he pissed his pants. <laughs> and my mom was like dying and laughing. And he was, oh, you could, I was probably like nine. <laughs> oh man, you would have. How how did he not just rip you out of that seat and out of that restaurant? Yeah. Like, oh like, my god. You could, see it, you could see it on his face. Like, he was pissed, but it was one of those things where he was pissed, but he, like, acknowledged. He's like, like, you got me. Like, I was yeah. making fun of you. You did it. I deserved it. You're he a was... fucking... I'm gonna get you, though, oh, like, yeah. later oh, on. Yeah. But I'm gonna give wait, it to wait, you. <laughs> when these women folk aren't around, boy. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When we get behind closed doors, he's like, I'm going to grab you by the ankles yeah. and like, skim your <laughs> like near the ceiling fan. Like. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, you know, I'll commend you. I'll give you some applause for that move. Because, like, if my memory serves, you, you have told me your father is, like, six foot eight or some crazy giant thing, right? Like... I was like, dude, what he used to do to me as a kid was because when he was a kid, uh, he ran his foot over with a lawnmower Oof. and it, it chopped the tip of his big toe off and he had to get okay. it like re-sewn on and stuff. And so his like big toenails all like mangled and shit oh, from sure, the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. And all the time I make fun of it and I say that it's like green and that <laughs> uh, it like infused with the grass and stuff when he like mows the lawn. <laughs> And, but when I was a kid, he didn't tell me that it got ran over with a lawnmower. He said that his dad turned the ceiling fan on high, grabbed him by his ankles, and <laughs> accidentally put his feet too close to the fan, and it chopped the tip of his toe off. <laughs> so as a kid, to fuck with me, he would turn the fan on high and grab me by my ankles. Oh, and like, get my feet as close to the fan, I'm screaming my fucking head off, and my mom's <laughs> like, will you put him down? And I'm like... Oh, you're gonna cut off my toes yeah i was like he's like we're gonna have matching toes and i'm like no no <laughs> so <laughs> one of us one of us one of us, um, one of us. yeah so but it's funny how like kids are different because so my son tore a cuticle right and oh. it was and when it happened, it was bad. Like, it tore real bad, real deep. But then it got infected. 
and it was just this huge pussy mess for like a week that we had, you know, you got to put the disinfectant on, you got to keep it wrapped, all that bullshit. And he, uh, and at one point I made the joke of like, well, it's looking pretty bad. Might have to just cut that off. <laughs> and that was the wrong joke to make with that kid. I learned that day. I, I learned, Justin, because he took that way too seriously. And it took him like hours to calm down from that co- one little comment I made as a joke. Just trying to break the tension as we were cleaning it out, you know. Um, now, my fast forward a couple years and my daughter tears a cuticle, but it's not as bad, but it's bleeding. And she's she's looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut it out, you know, so like, and I'm mentally preparing myself having gone through this with my son. I'm like, all right, I got my wife to hold her down, you know, and I've got a death grip on her hand so she can't move her thumb when I cut the cuticle and all this. And, and meanwhile, I cut it, not a tear, not a scream, nothing. She just holds it up as it's bleeding down her arm, just like, ah, that's cool. And it starts like poking at it and shit, you know, like digging it's like night and day different. Like that point on, I was like, man, my daughter is a savage. Like she is just like ruthless out there. And she is like, we call her zero F's because she has none. Like she just, just, she'll figure it out when she lands. I'm going to jump now, but I'll figure it out when I get to the ground. You know, like that's just how she lives her life. It's crazy. She's going to be that kid in middle school playing quarters under the bleachers, like hosing kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, or just like beating people up for their lunch money or something. Like, yeah. that's just who she is. Like, she's like, oh, I figured out a way to solve this problem. I'll just beat you up and take it. That'll that'll solve this issue. Like, yeah, no, it's uh, she's she's ruthless. But but John, it's funny because my son is a very like he's not timid, but he's very cautious. You know, like, like he, reserved. He, yeah, and he like thinks through things a lot like okay if i do this then that happens and then if that happens then this happens and then well if that happens then i gotta do this and like he, he he's all you know he'll like be paralyzed through thought process like trying to think everything out he ends up doing nothing half the time you know where where my daughter is just like i do not have time to worry about your feelings we're just doing this. Like, <laughs> get in the car, loser. We're going. And yeah, and uh, it's and it's funny because they're both, you know, I've, I've been there the whole time. They've both been raised pretty much the same way. But like the hardwiring is just different. It's up in their brains. It's different. So and it's funny because like, do you have any siblings? No, I'm an only child. Uh, yeah, I, I have an older sister, like I said before, and. My sister was, t- it's, it's funny because my sister is way more my daughter as far as the mental outlook of like, I'll burn the bridge I'm standing on just to prove a point, you know, where I'm more, I, I'm not quite like my son. That's more of my wife is more like my son, but I was never as bad as the girls are. And You're like a happy middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like the, the girls are out there trying to cause problems. You know, like they're just, they're just bored. They just want to mess with you and see what happens. But, uh, but it's interesting, you know, just like the hardwiring. It's like, it's just in there from birth. I don't know. It's, it's funny. I don't even know how I got off on that tangent, but it just started. Here we are. I know. I used to have as a kid, dude, I had really bad ingrown toenails. 
yeah. So, like, on my big toes. So, like, my mom would have to, like, hold my legs down while my dad's, like, sitting there with, like, a sewing needle and, like, uh, some uh, nail clippers and stuff to yeah, try and, like, yeah. get it out. Get out. Clip it, yeah. Where it got to the point where on both my toes I had to have the procedure done where they basically, like, numb your big toe and stuff and then they take like a razor blade and like cut the sides mm-hmm. off your toes and I, stuff so that you can't get ingrown toenails anymore so i had to have that done once i started playing football and it's just from being in a football stance all the time the pressure on your toes like that and i would get insanely bad ingrown toenails from it and yeah i end up having it done on both feet too for the same reason yeah so. i had it i had it done on one and then he's like well, while you're here, you want me to do it on the other? And I'm like, fuck no. Like, and then like a month later, I had like a really bad ingrown toenail. And then it was like, well, you're going to have to have it done on this toe. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I thought everything would be okay. You're like, I could have just knocked it out. Damn it. That was, that was in the, the good old days when they used to give kids Vicodin and shit when I was going to done. Like, it's hilarious when I think back now. I mean, I was, I mean, this is 1990. Shit, what, 94, 95 for me? And I'm a child. You know, I am 14 years old and in a doctor's office to get this ingrown toenail cut out. And they're prescribing me like straight up, like legit painkillers. Like, here you go, kid. Here's 20 painkillers for your ingrown toenail. And I'm like, like, you think now, it's like, how insane does that seem? You know, and it was just like, what they did. I'm like, here you go. I'm it, kid. Knock yourself out. Like, dude, uh, one time, so one time I was a kid, uh, my mom was on the phone and she was out smoking a cigarette on the patio. And while she was not in the room with me, I thought, I'm like, now's the perfect time to jump on the couch. <laughs> and so while she was out, I was jumping around on like the couch, having a grand old time. And I was doing like, you know, on like a trampoline when you jump and then you sit, you know, and you bounce back up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was doing that, and one of the times when I did it, my leg wasn't completely straight, so when my ass hit the cushion, my, like, leg came rocketing at my face, and I kneed myself in the nose, and I fell off the couch, and my nose was, like, bleeding really bad, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, and so I ran to the kitchen, and I got, like, the kitchen towel and stuff, and I was, like, holding my face, and I was trying to tell my mom, and I was like, mom. And she's like, I'm on the phone, like, whatever. And I was like, Mom. And she's like, Justin, go inside. And I was like, fine. So then I'm sitting on the couch holding it. And she, like, 15 minutes go by or whatever. And she comes inside and she's on the phone and she sees, like, the trail of blood, like, in front of, like, the door when I tried to tell her. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, Justin, she's like, what the fuck? And I was like. I was jumping on the couch and I hit my nose real, and it, I'm bleeding a lot. And she's like, why don't you tell me? And I was like, I tried to tell you and you wouldn't listen. And so she had to take me to urgent care and they were like plugging my nose and stuff to try and get the bleeding to stop. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, he's like, I'm going to shoot a little bit of liquid cocaine up your nose to uh- stop the bleed. And he said the word cocaine. And, like, the entire week seminar from D.A.R.E. at my school about drugs oh, yeah, kicked sure. in, and I had the biggest bitch fit. And I was like, he's going to inject drugs into me. And I was freaking <laughs> out, and I was like, no, I was like, cocaine is a drug, Mom. I'm like, 
it no, no, kills no. every year. And she's like, no, she's like, it's not the same cocaine. She's like, it's good. And he's like, the doctor's like, well, it's kind of the same. And he's like, you're not helping. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, it's gonna. And she's like, it's gonna stop the bleeding. And I'm like, I don't want cocaine in my nose. That's hilarious. Meanwhile, he's like, no, no, really, kid, you're gonna love this. Just yeah. He's like, dude. He's like, dude. At nine thirty, you know, my ass is shooting this stuff. All right. Like, he's trying to, trying to get through his like thirty six hour shift. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. he he puts on Dave Matthews Band, shoots up <laughs> a little uh, liquid cocaine. Hey, you know, just whatever you need to do to get by, man. I'm I, I ain't here to judge. Shit. <laughs> dude, I also uh I saw the other day that you made some ramen. I did, and it turned out fucking great. Like I was super stoked by it. Like I, 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 I love actual ramen, not like top ramen, but like Japanese restaurant ass ramen. And um, and I, everything around us is closed. That would make it where I would normally get my fix. So I decided to take it upon myself to actually try to make it. I'm like, it can't be that hard. Like I make spaghetti and shit all the time like it, it can't be that difficult it's like japanese spaghetti right and you know to a point it wasn't that hard but it was uh i also don't cook with a lot of asian ingredients a lot so for me it was about uh the adventurous part was like okay how do i find like seaweed sheets and like you know dried shiitake mushrooms and uh, mirin and like all this other stuff that you know fish sauce and all this shit that like yeah. i would not hit have. up that hit it up that asian market yeah well and that's the thing is luckily in the bay area that is they are they, these are not rare ingredients to come by in the bay area they're, they're, it's just you got to know where to, what store to go to and um so i gathered up all my ingredients and and it took probably like 45 minutes to, from beginning to end to put it all together and chopped it all up. And I made my, made my ramen eggs, which was, which was fun. And, uh, yeah, had myself a big bowl of ramen. It was delicious. It's really good. I would do it again. So that's one of my questions for you. Do you prefer the hard boiled egg over soft boiled? Um, so, <laughs> so that was one of my fuck ups is I prefer a soft boiled <laughs> egg. Okay. I, I much prefer so, soft-boiled You eggs. just goofed. <laughs> yeah, and see, so I make hard-boiled eggs with the Instant Pot, and uh, it was one of those things because it's the first time I had ever done it. Um, I release the pressure on the Instant Pot, and then what you're supposed to do at that point is pull them and put them in an ice bath. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I release the pressure on the Instant Pot, and then immediately forgot about the eggs entirely as I went back to doing the, like the 10 other things I was trying to do to like get the prep done and uh, realized about 10 minutes later, Oh shit, the eggs are still in there. I'm like, well, they're hard boiled now, but uh, okay. But no, I much prefer a soft boiled egg to a hard boiled egg for, for ramen, but it, it still man. tasted good. Still tasted good though. It still, it still did the job. I need to get some of your special soy sauce, though, to, to complete it next time. I know. You'll have to go to Vegas. <laughs> I know. Be, like, be sitting there with, like, the shakes. Just be like, someone told me. Someone told me I could get some soy sauce. Like, you just, like, have one of those big Ziploc freezer bags tucked in your crotch. <laughs> right? And you're just dumping it in there. 
the pe- like people used to take beer into the freaking uh, football stadiums and stuff, you know, like it's just a big bladder that runs down your leg. Like, dude, well, at Vegas, that's uh, what my grandma would do is she would have tinfoil in her purse, and you know, she'd hit the buffet and get the slices of ham uh, and like put it in her purse with the foil. <laughs> yeah, dude, legit. And you would see her, oh my, my, my grandma and my grandma Joe, you'd see their asses sitting at the slots. With purse open, with a half like unopened thing of foil, with ham just sitting there ripping little pieces of ham, eating ham and turkey and shit from the buffet. Oh my god, that is so funny. That is so great. It's like smuggling in some aluminum foil. Like, yeah, we're gonna make this happen. That's what they would do. They'd go. We'd always go do the buffet when it was like the seafood night, and they'd like eat nothing but like the shrimp and lobster and seafood. And then before we'd leave hit up the ham and the turkey and shit and load up your the purse with it and they'd send me with a plate and stuff to like bring shit back to the table to like load up in the purse. Oh man, that is so good. That is so good. Shit. Um no I, I always feel bad for uh I like that we've gone on a Vegas tangent by the way, but I always feel bad for like the kid that's with his family in Vegas and they're at the buffet and they're just shoveling crab legs down him. It's one of those, like we pay for this buffet. I don't care what you actually want to eat, Brian, you're going to eat as many crab legs as I can get down you. And it's just like, dude, come on. Like no eight year old kid wants to just mash down crab legs. guy. <laughs> like what are you doing? You know, it's like, can you get the kids some Mac and cheese? Can you get him a bowl of Cheerios? That's sitting right there. Just let the kid eat some Cheerios. Jesus. Well, it's like funny because, yeah, they always make fun of me. Like every time when even like now, like when we've gone to Vegas and stuff with them and we do the buffet with the when they do the crab legs and stuff like I'm not a huge seafood person. So Mm -hmm. it's like but when I do like the buffet and stuff, I'm coming back to the table with pizza and mashed potatoes and gravy and some like fried chicken or some shit. Maybe a prime rib slice. Yeah, so some like, yeah. like onion rings and like whatever. Sure. And everyone else has like all the seafood and they're like, we paid $30 for seafood <laughs> night and you're over here eating pizza. I'm like, yeah, that's what I wanted to fucking eat. Like, yeah. I didn't say we had to come on. I don't give a shit about the seafood. Like, <laughs> You're like, as, as an adult that paid my own money for this? Yeah, you're goddamn right. That's what I'm eating. Like, yeah. I'm going to drink my orange Fanta, (laughs) dunk my slice of pizza and my mashed potatoes and gravy and enjoy my fucking time. Eat my one plate worth of food, get some ice cream and call it quits. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I've never really understood buffets. I mean, I get like, you get a, you get to eat a lot of stuff. You get to try a lot of different things, but there's like people that take it to a competition level where it's like, Okay, the first plate is going to be mashed potatoes and a salad, and then we're going fried chicken, and then I'm going seafood. And it's like, bro, like, why are you planning on being in a buffet for three hours? Like, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. It's like, I never made sense to me. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can get down on some food. I'm not like I'm anti-food over here, but it's just at some point, got to call it. It's just enough is enough. Well, see, for me, it's like everyone's always like, oh, you're only having one plate. And I'm like, yeah, but I load up that like there is not one spot of free real estate on that <laughs> first plate that I get. And it's like two plates worth of food on one plate and I eat it all and then I'm done. I'm like, that's it. 
Yeah, and I thankfully I'm not one of those people that like, oh, I can't have my food touch. You know, like shit, I'll pile the whole thing up and just eat it straight down. Like I don't even care. Yeah, but I it's funny because like I know some people like that where like, oh, the salad is touching the meat. Like, oh, that's so gross. It's like it's all gonna get mixed up in your stomach, man. Like, what are you? Why are you worried about that? I was like, like Megan's that way where she doesn't want her, like you'll sit there with the fork and like put like a good like two inch like space between the stuff so nothing's touching oh, no. and i'm just like using like the pizzas like three inches off the plate to create additional plate to stack shit on the top <laughs> yeah. of the mongolian barbecue thing where you like use the frozen meat to extend the bowl <laughs> yeah. you just keep yeah. piling on it yeah yeah where yeah. you like stack it up like amateur like if you're like if your frozen mongolian stuff isn't like three bowls high you're doing it wrong yeah, yeah totally by the way, you want to talk my weakness? Fuck, Mongolian barbecue, dude. Like, I can, goddamn, I can get down on some Mongolian barbecue. Like, it's, that is my weakness right there. Like, I, I think I've only had, like, the Mongolian barbecue, I think, maybe twice in my entire, it was good. It's just not something I think that, like, is, like, nearby, really, for me, or that I've ever really, like, gone out to. See, there used to be one, um, there used to be one really close and then it closed and the, the nearest one is like a 40 minute drive away. So that kind of killed my Mongolian barbecue like thing for a while. But then my wife and I have discovered there's one that opened up like 10 minutes away. And that's become like a scary proposition when it's like, Oh, that's super close. Oh boy. That's uh yeah, I like have to find reasons why I'm not going now, you know, because I would eat there fucking six days a week if I was left to my own devices, you know. So <laughs> it was like, I don't really need to gain 400 pounds just from eating Mongolian barbecue every day. So I probably probably need to mix in a salad here and there. Yeah. Right, or I, just I add extra vegetables to the Mongolian barbecue. Yeah, I could actually do that, you know, like not have just eight pounds of meat and noodles and actually mix in some veggies. But, you know, where's the fun in that? No, nobody, nobody wants that. Just Dude, I know it sucks. Uh, um, so, like, for a while, we were driving out to California to get tattooed because that's where our artist was. Uh-huh. And we would just do like drive there, get tattooed eat and then drive back and just do it all in like one day and uh, uh every time we would eat out there there's a place out there called it's like epic wings and things okay yeah i i don't i've heard of it i've never eaten there no but yeah dude they're like the they're like it's the wings and stuff and like this it's really good but they have the bread like they're like garlicky like whatever is fucking mm-hmm. amazing and that's yeah. like the best and, like, yeah, that's, like, we would go get tattooed, and then it's, like, all right, we're getting epic wings and things, and then driving home, which is, like, and then it's, like, afterwards, it's, like, you know, sometimes we tried to, like, get the food to go and then eat it on the drive yeah. home, but it's, like, wings are not the best thing to try nope. and eat while driving. <laughs> no, they aren't. They are not. That is true. Like I, I, have, I have tried it myself. I have tried it myself, and it just never really works. And your hands are all messy, and yeah. then you're like, oh, you got napkins all stuck to them and shit, and you're just like, God damn it, you're like shaking napkins off, like in the passenger And, and then you try the like, oh, I'll, I'll just pick it up with the napkin. That'll work. And then you end up like eating half a napkin, and you're like, fuck, it just 
No. Yeah, it's all stuck to the napkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicken Dude, wings, though. I love wings. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a hankering for wings sometimes. Like, I'll just be sitting there, and I'm like, dude, like, some buffalo, like, buffalo-style chicken tenders or something. I'm like, I could fuck that up. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm big on the uh, the uh, lemon pepper wings. I, I, I fucks with some lemon pepper. That's really good stuff. Um, so, fun story. I was out one night. Uh, my buddy Colin... Uh, we were down in Palo Alto and there was a, a, I'm meeting him. I, I'm coming from work. Everyone else had been there for a while and I show up and there's like some food left from where everyone was eating. And I, I, I get a beer and I sit down and we're all BSing and there's like two wings left on this plate in front of Colin. He's like, Oh dude, I'm not going to eat those. If you want to like have one of them. And I'm like, yeah, cool, man. That works. And so I eat the first wing and I'm halfway through the second one when the heat from the first wing hits me because I was hungry. So I was just like downing them. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, I was like, dude, what are these? And he's like, Oh, those are their ghost pepper wings. Oh, and no. and I, I look at him like you son of a bitch. Cause he knew, he knew that it was going to be too much for me. And he just didn't tell me, you know, cause he wanted to see what I would do. And so I'm sitting in this place sweating. Like, it is not hot by any means. And all of a sudden, I'm just, like, pouring sweat from eating one and a half fucking ghost pepper wings. And my mouth's on fire. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, having trouble, like, putting myself together because, like, I'm in public. So I can't just be like, motherfucker, you know. Um, And the waitress comes over and is like, hey, can I get you guys anything? And I look at her. I'm like, yeah, can you give me a glass of milk? Now, this is like a college bar on like a Friday night. And she goes, excuse me. And I look at her. I'm like, milk. I need a glass of milk. And I'm like trying not to scream at her because I'm like in so much pain, you know. And, she, and, and the rest of the table is just losing it. They're laughing their ass off at me. You know, they, everyone else is just like dying. And God bless her. She brought me a glass of milk and I pounded that shit in like two seconds and it fixed my whole rest of my night but i was ready to murder my friend colin after that because i was dying it was like the hottest freaking wings i've ever had in my life <laughs> that's like uh when i worked at fries i was a uh, when i was like a courtesy clerk um mm-hmm. uh when they told like the i like just started it was like my first week or whatever and one of the other courtesy clerks dante told me that like it was tradition or whatever for the new courtesy clerk person to basically eat a habanero pepper. <laughs> and it, I was like, all right, like whatever, I don't care. And so it was like the end of my shift or whatever. And he like went into the produce and brought me this like little, like, or, you know, orange habanero pepper and was like, mm-hmm. here you go. And I was like, all right. And I just like, I bit like off like the entire thing, like in my mouth and just like did like, like chew, chew, swallow. And I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, that wasn't that bad, whatever. And then I get home, and it's like my entire throat is on like my <laughs> like my ears were on fire, like it burned, and I'm like laying on the ground, and I like got the milk out of the fridge yet, and I'm like yeah, chugging yeah. milk, and it was like relief while chugging the milk, but as soon as the milk was gone, it was like instant pain again, yeah. and my stomach yeah. was like regret, regret, and my throat and ears I was like, 
Oh god, I was like, I fucking hate this. And it took probably like a solid like hour before like it was like done being in pain. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh so when I worked at Sony, this is 2001, um, there was a new, th- so like most QA departments, uh, still, it, it was a lot of temp hires and then they would basically cherry pick two or three employees every, every cycle, uh, game, uh, quarter for, to make, to become permanent employees. Now the tradition there was when you became a permanent employee, the whole, the whole, your whole pod essentially went to lunch at this place. It was called Prince of Wales pub in San Mateo. And they had, they were known for their habanero burger. And it was a hot, it was a beef patty that was soaked in a habanero based marinade. And then they diced habanero peppers uh. and put it on top of the burger and then served it to you just on the bun. No cheese, no veggies, no nothing. That was the burger. Um, now, it became a whole event to see uh, who could eat. Uh, because it was, it, was all, it was never one person. It was always like two to three or two to five, I guess. And it became a thing like who could eat, get it down the fastest. And uh, I'm happy to report that I did not win that 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 contest i was i was one of those people i i don't think i even finished it i ate like half of it and was like yeah nah not doing it guys you guys all suck this is the worst but the guy that won had two of them two of them he was just one of those guys he just loves guys. peppers yeah he could just deal with heat like it just wasn't a big deal with him he's like oh it's only habanero sweet and he just ate it like and i was like Dude, I am dying. Like it ruined it. Like you were saying, like ruined your mouth. It yep. ruined like my week. Like like <laughs> half that burger, and I was just like, "F this! This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life." Yeah, that guy just pounded two of them like it was nothing. Like I was like, "Jesus, savage!" But yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really mess with anything past like a serrano pepper. Like that's about where I tap out. I I, I like. I can do jalapenos, serranos. I can get down with some Anaheim chilies and stuff like that. But nah, when you start talking scotch bonnets and fucking ghost peppers and shit, I'm out, out, out. Dude, well, that's like with like curry and stuff. Like my friend Matt, like super hot, like where you're like sweating bullets curry. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, for me, it's like like, heat wise. I'm like, if it's like so hot that I'm like, it affects me eating it. I'm like, that's not fun to me. (laughs) I want to enjoy like sweating bullets and feeling miserable after eating. It doesn't sound like a fun time to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't understand the wiring where it's like, I want the food to hurt me. It's like, wait, no, I'm good. We're good with that. So I don't know. People are weird, man. People are strange. Oh man, uh, you know you know what I picked up today too, mm. uh, as like a little uh, here I'm gonna pull up a picture of it real quick. But I picked it up as a little like early birthday present thing for myself, and I got uh, Magic the Gathering has a little special edition set right now that 
went on sale today. It's on sale today okay. and tomorrow. It's called Secret Lair, and it's five lands. It's like one of each of the like the basic lands, but the mm-hmm. art it's like Godzilla art. And oh, so they're, that's they're, sweet. They're like Japanese basic lands, but it has like uh, full art lands, but like with Godzilla art, and it comes in like a special box. It comes in like this like special box and stuff. Oh, that's sweet. That's cool so, as hell. Yeah. So I was like, boy, I was like, I love Godzilla and I love magic, and I was like, yeah, yeah. My ass. I was like, I want to get that and get them like all sleeved up and like framed and stuff to like hang on the wall. That's crazy. That's like. They brought Godzilla into magic. Like, that's kind of nuts. Dude, yeah, in this uh, new set that's coming out, um, some of the cards, like, they're doing that for the lands, but then there's special promo cards where it's, like, alternate art on the card, and, like, one of them, like, legit has Godzilla on it, and then, like, a couple others have other Godzilla monsters on the uh, art and head and stuff. But it's, I want to like, see... I want to see, like, Force of Nature versus fucking Mothra and shit. Like, let's do this. Yeah, dude. I'm like, let me see if I can find the picture. Because, yeah, I'm like, dude, I want want those uh, promo Godzilla cards. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, let's see. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Like, see, here's one of... Open up. Like... Here's one of them. Yeah, Godzilla King of Monsters. Nice, nice. Love but it. it's like a legit magic card. Yeah, like, I think that's crazy. Like I said, like I said on uh, that Pixel Life, man, if uh, the day Arena shows up on like consoles or phones, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a hard world for me. I don't know how I'm going to cope. <laughs> I know, I'm just waiting for it. I was like, I want... I, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked it hasn't happened. Like, it it seems like if there was a game made for mobile, or just, like, Switch or something, it's Arena. It's like, I don't understand how that doesn't exist yet. Like, um, I'm sure they're working on it. I'm, like, wondering if, uh, you know, just for... I don't know, I guess, like, all of the, like, I know it took forever to make, just because, you know, you think of, like, all the different possible interactions with magic cards and stuff to get all the cards and everything to, like, legitimately work properly and stuff in the game. Because, I mean, like, I'm coming from it as a person that bought, like, unlimited packs, because they were in the stores, you know, like, I, I, I had, I had moxes and shit, like, legitimately because i got them out of packs you know like and it's um and then i tapped out of it (sighs) like that tapped out um uh somewhere around like fallen empire but then like visions pulled me back in and i was in it again all the way through like tempest and all that and i have not picked up a set though since like weatherlight so it's been and and it's and it's because I am a horrible addict and I know it. And it's one of those things like if I started to buy them again, like the the deal I made with my wife was if I was ever gonna start playing magic again, I would get rid of the like ten thousand cards I have first. Like because it's one of those things, like at some point, half those cards aren't even like legal anymore anyway. 
to, yeah. to build decks with. So it's like, I just need to offload them all to a collector for like a couple grand and start over. You know, like, cause I, I think that's actually like how I'd be happy. Cause the whole time, otherwise I'd just be sitting there being like, I have all these cards that I just can't even use anymore and be like annoyed about it. If that makes sense. But if those cards were gone, I think I'd be okay. You're like, just unload them all someplace for store credit and then reinvest yeah. the store credit into buying more cards. Like, here's a 20-gallon tub of cards. Just take them and give me, like, 10 boxes over the next two years. You know, like, just do that. Well, that's like, I had this one fetch land, like, polluted Delta or whatever. <laughs> and, like, when I was playing Magic and stuff, I, like, you know, traded it in and stuff for... um. Like, I think I got, like, 30 bucks or something like that of, like, store credit for it and stuff, mm-hmm. To All right, yeah, I guess that's about what it's worth. I guess it's worth 20. I thought it was worth yeah. more now. I was, like, I was thinking it was worth, like, maybe, like, 50 bucks or something now. But it's, like, one of the things where I kind of regret not having it now. But it's one of those where it's, like, I only had one. And it's, like, I would want four copies of it. And at the time, sure. I'm, like, I'm not going to spend... like buying three more copies. Oh, like when I think back to the stuff I had that I did sell piecemeal over the years, because like as a poor 20 something year old, it was like, okay, I'll sell this Mox for like 150 bucks just because like, like I had a full power nine set. Like I had all that shit, you know, like, and it was just one of those like, yeah, 100 bucks here, 150 bucks there. I need to pay a bill. So, okay, I'll sell this Black Lotus for 300 bucks, you know, like, Shit like that, and it's like I think back now, it's like all oh, this shit's worth thousands, and it's like I had all of it, and it's just piece by piece, it all just went away. Yeah, like I was like mint and black lotuses are like worth like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, and I'm not saying they were that, but they were probably at least a you know two thousand dollar card at this point. You know, like yeah. it's and it's you know, I mean the one thing I I still have. I still have like an Alpha Birds of Paradise. Um, oh, dude, I was like, that's worth some change. I mean, yeah. even if it's even beat to shit, though, that's oh, no, it's it, worth. It's 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 been sleeved up since I got it, so it's yeah, it's not beat to shit. Um, and I've got what an unlimited Berserk. Um, uh, I still I still have an unlimited Pearl Mox. I still have that. I guess I still have some bangers, but like when I think about what I had, it's like, oh man, it kills me, it kills me. Dude, I was like on TC. So wait, on I'm gonna co- let me see if you. I'm gonna try and cover that. Is this the Birds of Paradise that you have? Yeah, with the square corners. Yeah. Well, no, that's a beta. I have the alpha. The alpha has the square corners. The beta okay. Is yeah, this one has rounded corners. Yeah. Because, yeah, this says on TCG Player for Birds of Paradise Alpha Edition, they have a lightly played one, $2,700. Sweet! <laughs> Love it! Yeah, I've got it sitting in my garage right now. <laughs> You're like, well, kids, your college fund is in a box in the garage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what's a what's a what's a uh, since we're doing going down this rabbit hole? What's an unlimited pearl mox worth? Let's see, unlimited pearl mox. Let's see, 
unlimited pearl. If I could spell pearl right, then probably... I checked. I checked a while ago, and that was it was near four figures, but that pearl. was that was years ago, so I don't really know. Uh, looks like for unlimited, it looks mm-hmm. like it's fifteen hundred. Sweet, nice. For used, yeah. Uh, Mock Sapphire Unlimited is twenty two hundred. Oh great! I got the cheap one. Fuck this. <laughs> hey, I was like, that uh, looks like oh, Mox Jet Unlimited is eighteen hundred. So, do you know the card, uh, the Jizam Jin? It's a black card from Arabian Nights. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was so. It's a five, uh, or it's two, two black, two other for a five, five, but it has to attack every turn or it deals five damage to you every turn. Right. And the best, it was like the, the most lethal combo way back when was you did swamp, mox, dark ritual, jizam jin turn one. It was just like, boom, 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 five, five, turn one. Let's go. And it was just like, it was like the biggest FU move to, to start a game with. You know, like it was just one of those things. That anytime you saw it, you were just like, fuck, fuck this. Like, I hate this game. Why do I even play? Dude, that's like, um, I built this zombie deck, which it was like, it had a lot of older cards. So it was like modern legal, but it had a couple cards. Like it had Dark Ritual in it, which is mm-hmm. not modern legal yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's like legacy now. But um, it had yeah, it had Dark Ritual, which is the you pay one and you get three blot swamp for your mana pool. Yeah. But then I also had a what was it? it was Culling the Weak, which was one black and it sacrifice a creature and you get four. Right, right, yeah. Black. And I had like grave crawlers and stuff, which were is one black, two one, and it's like as long as you control another zombie, you can like cast it out of your graveyard and stuff. Uh, okay. And so. And then it also had the only zombie that wasn't in the deck was Cryptgast, which cost four, um, which it was black or whatever. But its ability was anytime you tap the swamp for mana, it created mm-hmm. another swamp in your mana pool. So it's like turn like it'd be so easy to be like I'd be like, you know, turn one. I'm like, you know, swamp tap grave crawler. And then it's like turn two, it's like tap swamp, calling the weak, sat grave crawler. It's like uh, crypt gast, play swamp, tap, create two. I'm like <laughs> play, play new grave crawler, summon second grave crawler from graveyard. And then it had a army of the damned, which was three black and then five whatever, which created 13 two two tap zombies. Oh, and then you could cast it from your graveyard a second time for like. I don't remember, I think it was like 12 mana or something like 10 mana, 12 mana, whatever. So there were times where it's like, if I could just chain together Culling the Weeks and Ritual and with like one or two Crypt Gas on the field, I could like play an Army of the Damned and then play it again from Exile all in the same turn <laughs> and get <laughs> like, like, like okay. zombies. Yeah, I was going to say, I have two dozen two twos coming at you. Have fun blocking that shit. Like, but then, you know, my friend plays like, he's like, okay, well, he'd be playing an Eldorazi deck. And he's like, all right, well, Ulamog, 
you know, the fucking ceaseless is like fucking fifteen fifteen. When it attacks, it has like annihilate five or whatever, so it destroys like five things on my side of the board, and then yeah. mills like the top twenty in my deck, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, it just blows up all my lands and right, shit. And I'm like, right. good game, guys. You're like, well, that was fun. Jesus. Um, Navi, the the craziest combo I I remember it was the deck like people got to where like they wouldn't play it anymore because they hated it because it was totally one of those like decks that worked on uh uh like technicalities it it, it was a circle of protection deck and mm-hmm. so the whole thing so it had the urza's lands right so if you have a set of them uh it was urza's miners urza's tower and urza's something else i forget but like yeah it's called tr- the tron lands where when you have all three and then urza's mine the whatever tower and yeah power plant and then you yeah there's this power plant it, yeah. as long as you have it's like it taps like you can tap all three for like fucking like nine mana or something yeah yeah like it, it, it's on, something like, turn like that two, like so and then there is a card from antiquities called the candelabra of tanos now the thing about the card what was interesting is so it's pay x and tap it to tap or untap x objects or X cards, basically. I forget the actual wording, but it's something like that. And so, and then there was a card in Revise. I believe it's been removed a long time ago, but it was called Power Search. And it's a red card, two, two red, and it's an enchantment. And for every untapped permanent, the uh, at the beginning, and it's for the whole board, but for every untapped permanent the player has, they take one point of damage. Right. So what I would do is I would end my turn and use tap all my land at that point when I say turns over and tap all my land, use the candle of Abra to untap everything I could on the players um, on the other player side. Oh, no, it wasn't it wasn't permanent. It was lands. Sorry. So I would untap all their land. And say, and but that move because of the technicality of the stack of the order of the turn would happen before their untapped phase. So the power surge would kick in, and it would untap uh, everything would untap before before their untapped phase. And so they took one point of damage for every land they had every time. Basically, is how it would work. And then I would cop red myself, and it would all be good. <laughs> and, it was, and it was one of those things where people were just like i hate this fucking deck like it's the worst thing like it's just the, i'm like put a fucking disenchant in your deck break the break the candelabra get rid of that my whole deck falls apart like i don't know like jesus why is it my problem that's like uh in that zombie deck i had to uh i had zombies with swamp walk and i had um what was it? it's like contam it's like con- contaminated courtyard and i don't remember what the other one is where it's like contaminated courtyard is like a black and whatever else and it's like enchant target land it's treated as a swamp loses all other properties and if it's tapped for land that player loses two life Mm. and so it's like if i had like a starting sometimes they'd get a starting hand with like two of those and then the other one was just cost one black but it didn't have the lose two life but just turned a land into a swamp or whatever 
but there was times where I had like, you know, two or three of those in my opening hand. So it's like turn one, I'm like, that's a swamp. And then turn two, it's like, yeah, the other land, that's a swamp. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, it would just fuck someone over. I'm like, dude, like, his like kept the starting hand of like, you know, three lands. Now they're all swamps. And it's like, yeah. you can't cast anything. And it's like, cool, even if I could, I'd be paying like four life to try and like cast something. <laughs> and then yeah, while they're doing yeah. that, I'm like, I'm like, here's a zombie. Here's some zombies. I'm going to swing in, swing in, swing in. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Magic's fun. I miss playing magic. <sighs> we should uh, we, we should do this again, and next time we'll, we'll let's dive deeper on some magic stuff. I could talk that for hours. So. Dude, I'm down on that. Okay. All right. Sweet, dude. All right. So uh, before we go, do you have uh, anything for any last parting messages for the listeners? Um, no, we'll, we'll talk about it more on uh, the Pixel Life, but uh, everyone should watch the trailer for Scorn and I'm how those people have not gotten the shit suit out of them by H.R. Giger's estate, I will never know. Like, they must have paid someone a bunch of money, because holy shit, they just stole all his designs. It was impressive as hell. I need to watch the trailer. I yeah, saw you post like, about it earlier, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it, it's... It's something. It's something. Like, it's... <laughs> oof. It's one of those, like, this made a corporate event, huh? All right. All right. Let's go. Like, it's... Yeah. Everyone like, should watch that trailer. Like, maybe with everything going on, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> There's worse stuff happening right now. It's like, oh, this is normal, I think. Sure. Ah, that's all I got, though. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up another great episode. You know, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. I know you've been busy with oh. work, and I've been busy with work, but I love having you on, Mr. Oh, Face. It's funny. Uh, it's, uh, it's always a fun time to talk. It's, it's good times. I love it. All right, yeah, and, you know, thank you, everyone, for listening, and, you know, this will, you know, check out, I know, new episode of That Pixel Life came out earlier this week, so, you know, give it mm-hmm. give it a listen, you know, your boy's on there now, Zach's on there, Shannon, mm-hmm. who's come on here a couple times, is on there, and we all get together, and Robbie sometimes comes on if his internet's working, so. <laughs> yep, and, uh, yeah, it's a good, good place to hang out, and hear some video game news and reviews and whatnot and we uh we, we get at it so it's good times yeah so sayonara mi amigos <laughs>